All right, welcome everybody to another episode of The Next 90 with Nick. I'm your host, Nick, and this is The Next 90 with Nick. This is the podcast where we chunk life down 90 days at a time and we accomplish some big, big stuff. More results than most people and human beings will get in a year. But today, today is a special day because we have a human being that has accomplished Massive, massive things. He just shared the stage with Alex Rodriguez, Gerard Adams, Ed Milet, uh Rob, Rob Deerdick. Yeah. I mean, you name it. Please welcome to the show and give a warm welcome to our live studio audience, Mr. Danny Morrell, everybody. Right, thank you, everybody. What's up, guys? So, Danny, welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you it's, for having it, me, it man. Is, it seriously is an honor, man. Oh, it's an honor being here. You have a great audience. But, uh, by, by the way, guys, I don't think you realize, you know, environment is everything. You know, because you could you could be a part of a shitty environment or you could be a part of a great environment. And so just walking in here, uh, feeling the energy and the environment that Nick has created is absolutely fantastic. So it's a blessing to you, whether you realize it or not. So give yourselves a round of applause yeah. for that. Because that's, that's great. Work. And I... And I appreciate it. And Danny, and Danny knows a lot about building teams. He knows a lot about building human beings. So I'm going to start like with present day, and then we're going to like ratchet do whatever you want. Ratchet yeah. all the way back. Let's so uh, Danny literally just sold out an event, the Anaheim Hilton over there by Disney, one of the biggest convention centers in Orange County, in California for that matter. Right? He had a vision, and he's going to tell you the story in a minute. But he was on the stage with people like I just mentioned, Alex Rodriguez, Gerard Adams. I mean, the net worth of these individuals was in the billions he's also built a billion dollar empire but it wasn't always like that no yeah so why don't because i mean my my group here the the next 90 nation my 365 tribe my mindset guardians over here like a lot of them look at guys like you and me and they say i can never be there yeah and that's a choice what story is that tell to you I, I mean, I think first and foremost, you know, thoughts are things and you, you genuinely do become what you think about. And, and I think it's important that you understand that. And, and then the second thing is I'm, I'm, I have a deep enough awareness of how the mind works to where even when you hear that, you may say, well, well, that's nice, but I still struggle a lot in that area of my life, um, which is my mindset, you know. Uh, and uh, I, w- I want to start off by letting everybody know that I genuinely believe that we as human beings are just are, are, are a body. We're a body, right? And everybody has pretty much the same kind of body. You have a nose, you've got hair, you've got eyeballs, you've got you know some ears, right? And, and the, the thing that really differentiates us is our mind. And it's the thoughts that are constantly on a, on a second by second basis, going through that mind. Right. Like you said, thoughts are things. They thoughts become the really things are in your things, life. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so your goal in life is not to make money, people. It's, it's not. Can you repeat that? Because yeah, I think a lot yeah. of people think that that's going to be the saving yeah. grace for them. Yeah. Your goal in life is not to make money. We are wired in a way to where when we're 18 years old or some of us younger, we get thrust into life. Mm-hmm. And as a result, we are going through life in a very reactionary way. I now have a bill. I have to figure out a way to cover that bill. And so the way that we think about life and the way that we think about success and the way that we think about um, uh, really our opportunities in life are all dictated by the amount of bills we have and the amount of money we can make to cover those bills. Right. And I'm just going to let you know uh, it's going to be difficult to ever really become something 
spectacular if that's the way you approach the game of life. Your number one goal in life is not to make money. Your number one goal in life is to develop, empower, and and quite frankly, build up your mindset. Right. That's number one. So that's cool because like I was I was watching you on stage. So I, I I actually I owe you an apology, and okay. you don't even know that I owe you an apology. Okay. Uh, and and uh, I was I was like, oh yeah, I know Danny Morell. I know Danny Morell because you know our paths crossed like yeah, I mean, yeah. what Long ten, time ten ago. years yeah, ago something yeah. like that. I know Danny Morell, and me of all people should know that a man who is an, or a woman who is leveling up their life at all times, you can never say you know them because you knew the version of them yeah. ten years ago. Yeah, you knew the t- the version of them. I knew the two thousand eight Danny. I knew yeah, the two thousand nine yeah. Danny. I do not know the two thousand eighteen <laughs> Danny. I'm getting I'm reintroducing myself right. to the two thousand eighteen, and I walk in. You know, you know me, guys. I love this shit. I, I love. I'll give me any fucking seminar. I'll be there. You know, I'll be a front row with my notepad, and and I see Danny, and he's just bringing this level of energy, and then he's bringing out these moguls, and he's a peer. He's not just a guy on a stage. He's a peer with these people. He's becoming friends with these people. And I looked over at at Andy Dane Carter, who's in this room too, and I said. I do not know this man, <laughs> but I'm going to get to know him. Yeah, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> so, Sounds good. Yeah. You know, um, so in the next 90 Nation, and what I try to instill in my people here is like, it all becomes down to your your mindset, sure. which dictates your disciplines, which sure. dictates your actions, which dictates your results. And those results give you affirmation one way or another, whether it's positive and or negative, yeah. to continue to manifest that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. You want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, I, why don't I, I'll start at the beginning. Uh, please do, because yeah. I, I, I was telling them your story, but I did it no justice, because I mean, you need to tell it from your pain point, yeah, from yeah, the lens yeah. of your own eyes. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I'm 13 years old, living in New York City, and uh, for the most part, I think life is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents decide to get a divorce, and, you know, I guess, I don't really even know why. I guess my mom felt kind of trapped uh, living living in, in New York City in those circumstances around that particular family. And uh, she decides to pull us all out of the city and move us to California. And who's all? Is that you and your brothers? As myself. I'm 13 at the time. My middle brother, who just got married last weekend, was uh, 11. And then my baby brother was three. Wow. Yeah, so it's us three boys, and we we land in the Beverly Hills of California, um, Rialto, California. Anybody know Rialto? <laughs> yeah, it's not the Beverly Hills of California. It is the shithole. I think it's the butt crack. Okay. Yeah, the butt crack. it's the butt crack of California, right? And on top of that, you know, there's nice areas and there's bad areas. Right. We landed in the worst area. We landed on Jackson Street and Lila. So do you think your mom was just like, okay, I've had I've had enough. I'm I'm done, and then she just. Right. I mean, to yank three boys at a, at a three year old. You know, I th- I think she just wanted something new, man. I think mm. she just wanted uh, f- freedom. You know, my my mom was one of those very timid, very quiet ladies, mm-hmm. and the way that she wow, I haven't even I've never talked about this on a podcast, but when she, when she was born, her mom died the next day. Holy moly! Yeah, her her mom died the next day through th- giving birth yeah. to her. And, um, and as a result, you know, that has a, that has an effect on us, you know, of, of course it does. And so she was raised by a stepmother. Uh, and on top of that, my grandfather had 13 different kids from seven different wives. So, and some not wives, but that's another (laughs) story. So it's this interesting dynamic where I'm sure you feel like an outcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? She probably felt alone her whole life. She really did. So, so the only sister she had from both mom and dad Lived here in California. So I feel like she just needed to, she wanted to be connected. Connection. I mean, that's like the basic human need is Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we move out here and I could remember, you know, uh, times got tough 
and she must have had some savings or something. And we burned through that. And I'll remember when I realized like things are not going that good. <laughs> Mom comes home with a Kentucky Fried Chicken uniform, which, you know, t- which to me personally, at a very young age, I had standards. I didn't realize I had standards, but I had standards. And like working at Kentucky Fried Chicken for my mom, that just bugged me. Like it, it, it really. Yeah, you wanted more for I her. I wanted more for her, and yeah. I wanted more for us. You and know, you probably were smart. You're like you knew that that wasn't going to go very far. It wasn't going to go three, very far for three boys. No, I mean, no. unless she was getting free chicken, like that Absolutely. wasn't gonna, that wasn't going to yeah. work yeah. very much. Absolutely, yeah. And so you know, at the time, I remember we were on welfare for like two or three years, and then she got the job, and she had to like pay it all back, which I thought was very honorable to do. And uh, and then you know, I'm 18 years old, and I'll never forget this, guys. I had uh, woken up the day after graduation, and I remember, who remembers Tom and Jerry, by the way? Oh, Tom yeah. Tom and Jerry, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so Tom and Jerry, remember like the little devil yeah. and the little, the little angel. angel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the- I had that moment. I had that moment. And, and for, for me, it was, you know, uh, stay in the comfort zone, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and don't go into business and just, you know, just go, just go get some sort of set salary somewhere and stay, play it safe, you right. know? And the angel was like, no, no, Danny, no. Like, go out there and, you know, go go try what your heart is telling go you to do go it, do. Danny. Don't yeah. do it, Danny. Yeah, go do it, exactly Danny. that's what happened, right? And so, you know, I personally looked around at my family and my extended family, and I realized something. I realized that nobody owned the house. There was only one aunt that owned the house. And, you know, Hispanics can be a little weird with that kind of stuff. So, like, when you're success- successful, there's something fucking wrong with you, right? Like, <laughs> like you're like the evil aunt, right? And so like, I, what are you doing? You think yeah, you're better? Ex- exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I remember going to her house, and she had this beautiful house in Temecula. It was brand new. There was this nice pool. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, this is not I remember you evil. talked about, you were on stage, and you were talking about, you remembered how it smelled. I remembered everything. Yeah, you were like, like I, you walked in, you're like, this smells it smells nice. good. Yeah. Everything. It was like Temecula was just getting like getting yeah, going. Yeah, so it was all you know? brand new. And so in that moment, I also looked at our circumstance. We're in a crummy two-bedroom apartment. You know, life isn't the greatest. And I just realized, like, if we're ever going to get out of this, it's going to be up to me. Mm. Mom isn't going to do it. My younger brothers are, are, are too, too young. young. Yeah. And I knew I had the entrepreneurial I mean, what, spirit. What, what was that like? Like, what was, the, was that? Was like a, was that a weight or was that like a, was it a, uh, an Dude, engine? Look, I mean, because I, I, yeah, it, it could be one of both. Yeah, I think I think a word that human beings have a difficult time with is pressure. Pressure, you know. All of you know that word and all of you react to that word in a different fashion, you know. Uh, for me personally, I didn't have an option other than to, to react to pressure in a in a in a powerful fashion. Because mm. when we got here, mom didn't know how to drive. So I'm 13 years old and I convinced my mom to buy a car and she happened to buy a stick shift. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not one for details. I just I just take action. So I'm Did like, you hear that, Heather? Not give, one for give, details. Give them the money. Give them the money, right? Just give them the money, right? And sure enough, we bought the car and then after we bought it, we figured out it was stick shift. Oh my God. And, and, and you're you know, 13. And I'm 13 and mom gets, you know, timid, nervous. So if we were like this, if the street was like this, we were fine. But if the street was like that, we were screwed because <laughs> the car would go backwards and the clutch and all this stuff. So we figured out real quick she wasn't going to be able to do it. Yeah. And I learned how to drive. So I drove our family around illegally, basically, from 13 to 16. Wow. And I was the man of the house. I was responsible for, for taking care of my brothers and driving us around. Basically. I mean, that is pressure. That is pressure. And by yeah. the way, I, I want to show you guys this. In his book, on, on the very beginning, he's got his picture of his mom. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful woman. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. And I'm sure this makes you so proud to have this book published 
You shouldn't have done that, dude. That I, just messed me up. Yeah. No, I know, man. But <laughs> but but people need to know. Like people yeah, yeah. need to know. Like it's a desire and a willingness to change beyond the money. It was beyond the money. It was like a pain and purpose. It wasn't I mean, look 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 at this man. When yeah. I say that, look at him. You yeah. can see it's beyond that. Yeah. What you know? It wasn't. I. I uh, guys, listen. M money is the byproduct of the value you bring to the world. Plain yeah, the end. Money is the byproduct of your thoughts. Money is energy. And what a lot of us do, if I can, if I can just help you with this for a second, you know, money is like a water hose, right? And, and the minute you start stressing about money or stressing about bills or stressing about any of that stuff, it's like you step on the water hose. You know, and I've just been very, very conscious of that. I've been very conscious of the fact that money is also like the ocean. And if you if you think about it, many of us approach money with like a like a little spoon, right? And I want to approach that shit with like a dump truck, right? <laughs> because to me, it's like th th there's there's nothing evil about money. That I get it. Money is just a reflection of the value I bring to the world. Yeah, it's a so measuring stick. It's a measuring stick. So so if I could just work on myself as a human being and make myself a better human being and, and make that my life's journey, then eventually money's going to show up. And so money's the last thing. Yeah. For me, it was like, I got to buy us a house because yeah. everybody else lives in apartments and I don't want that. And for then when tell them that what happened, like tell, tell yeah, them that so story. Then, you know, so then I, I, Mom's I, working at KFC, you're driving stick shift in reverse. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, by, you know, by, by that time I'm 18 years old and, um, I had started a tortilla delivery business. Okay. Uh, my little brother, um, was was uh, a baseball player and so you know dad's not around so i was the one responsible for taking him to all the little league games so one summer one of the dads saw how how uh, responsible i was right. i guess and he said listen i'm going to mexico i'm going to do two, two things i'm going to leave you my house and i'm going to leave you my tortilla route one of my routes will you watch my house and will you manage my business for me and i'll give you all the money you earn just pay me 20 percent." i said wow. yeah sure Shit. let's do it yeah. yeah complete stranger by the way you know, but he saw some sort of, I sure. guess, goodness in me or responsibility. Yeah, no, he's all worth that thing. He's all relentlessness. <laughs> uh, yeah, he absolutely did. And so when he got back, he had two routes. He took one, he sold me the other, and that was my first business. Wow, 18 years old. So I'm 18 years old. I'm going to school. I'm running a tortilla delivery business. And on Sundays, I'm working for a bodybuilder named Dave Fisher which if you guys remember bodybuilding back in the day, Dave Fisher and Sue Price, that, that was a long, long time ago. And so- You can um, Google that shit. Yeah, Google it, Google <laughs> it, yeah. He was like Mr. Olympia dude, like, you know, the whole thing. Uh, and, so, um, and so that's how I started. So I started saving up enough money and I went to a job fair and there was a real estate agent there. And, uh, you know, the real estate agent's there. I'm thinking about buying a house, so it makes sense to go talk to the guy. And I said, listen, is there any money in real estate? You know, he goes, yeah. And I go- like a lot or what? He was like, yeah. And I go, okay, I'll tell you what. I want. I really want to buy my mom a house. So I need to like speed up this game a little bit. Yep. Why don't I do this? I'll work for you on Sundays. And uh, I don't want you to pay me anything. I just want you to teach me. Just teach me the game. And that's the second lesson that I could teach you is value is always more important than the money, right? And and learning and knowledge is always more important than, than, Absolutely. than, than money. Quite frankly, being a part of this community and this environment here, guys, is more important than the money because who you're becoming along the way will pay you dividends in the future. It honest to God will. 
And so um, I did that. I was really, really good at it. I gave him a bunch of leads every Sunday. And then I started to realize he was a little bit of a crook <laughs> because these people would come back to the swap meet, which is where I would get the leads and, and complain about him. And so that motivated me to get my Go license. Thing, yeah. And I got my license at about, I think, 19 years old. Somewhere. And then how long after that what, did you buy your uh, your first home? 21. 21 years old. Yeah. 21 years old. And I, I want to like give you guys a note something. That's, uh, that's young, right? But it took him three years. Three years of running this tortilla route, working on Sundays, saving his money, working on his mindset. Like all of you guys want to click your heels. You want to snap your fingers. But that's and you, and you want to hide into the success. That's like what today. you see here, what you see in this room is five years in the making. What yeah. you see right here, this, this conversation is 10 years in the making. Yeah. 10 years of me seeing this in my mind before it happened and then being dedicated and being dedicated, wanting to give up, being on the, the goddamn floor of Heather's office crying, not knowing how I was going to make payroll, yeah. not knowing how I was going to put food on your guys' table, let alone my own. Yeah. Like that woman right there can attest to it. Like she knows like how much the price that we've paid, you know? And so it's, it's that pressure, the willingness to learn and the willingness to continue to go and be relentless. It took them three years years. Yeah. And that was, you know, but it also took a vision because I, I would have never had gotten there if I didn't first say like living in this apartment, being broke is unacceptable. I am going to make a difference. Right. right? It, and, and if I can encourage any of you is you first got to start with the vision. And then second, you've got to commit yourself to achieve the vision regardless of what happens. And for some of us, it'll take three years. For some of us, it'll take 12 months. For some of us, it'll take 12 years. That's irrelevant. The way life works and I think the way God empowers us mm -hmm. is, you know, like in, in the Bible, it says that we were made in the image of God. So I don't want to spook you guys out, but you guys literally have supernatural powers. You're just not using them. Honest to God, you literally have supernatural powers. You're just not using them. I That room that I filled with 2,000 right. people. I signed the contract for that room before I knew A-Rod was coming. Before you sold before, a single seat. Before I sold a single ticket. Before I knew Rob Deerdeck was going to be there. Before I knew any of that was going to happen. But I put it out there in faith because I believe that's my destiny. That's right. to help people transform their minds. And if I'm, if it is my destiny, I might as well get it started. I mean, you actually like you're, you're now you're like the great picture that you you have on your Instagram is like you standing on stage and there's like two thousand people, right? Yeah, it's awesome. And it says. We weren't supposed to pull it off. Right. Yeah. Oh, they said we weren't going to pull it off. Right. But they were wrong. Yeah. I mean, and it, it was cool. Like, that's what I say when I was like, I do not know this man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I and was the, like, but I'm going to get to know him because like, that's what I wanted. The power of association, like this conversation, like from our mouth to theirs ears, like these are not our gifts to keep. They're our gifts to give away. Yeah. I absolutely. could have you at my other office where my real podcast studio is and just be you and me. Yeah. But like, I want to empower these people. Like some of the greatest days of my life are when these people come up to me and they say, hey, Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm going to do my own thing. We got another young kid in here. Just bought his first home. Bought his it. first home. He he came. He was a friend of my brother-in-law's. Bought his first home because I, I I said, hey, you you're 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 bigger than this, and kept believing push in him, believing him. in him, in, yeah. and he got the keys on Friday to his I own house. That's and awesome, I was like, man. that to me, like, yeah, I get a paycheck and I yeah. do well. But like that to me, I, I'll take that to my legacy bank all day long. Absolutely, you absolutely, know? yeah. So, um, so. Things weren't always peaches and cream, though, right? Like, no. Because <laughs> so, it's not like you – and there's another thing that I want to talk about. His, the name of it, Danny's event was, is Relentless. That's it. Like, Relentless. And it's just Relentless. Because So at 21, it's not like he just skyrocketed and start, books started flying off the shelves and all this no, kind no, of no, stuff. No, 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 no. Like, you endured way more hardship. Well, yeah. So then, you know, things are going great. I start selling real estate. Um, <laughs> I, I, I end up between the years of 20 and 27, like – 
I did really well. Yeah. Um, and at 27, I was doing one and a half million dollars in commissions. So if you could, if you could just, it, which is kind of weird, because if you could just picture your average 27 year old, they're not doing that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't really have friends, and I was making more than even the adults in my life. It was an awkward phase for me, and probably like really awkward too, because it's like you might have felt like you were doing something wrong, because that's been ingrained well, in you culturally. I tell you, I tell you what didn't hurt. Like church didn't hurt, to yeah. be quite honest with you, because. I mean, when you're making one and a half million dollars a year, you're not going to drive a Pinto, you know, you, you could, you can afford a nice, <laughs> nice car. car. Yeah, yeah. You can afford a nice Harley. Yeah, you could, yeah. you know, you could do some things. Right. And so it was really weird because I even like took a leadership position in, in, in church, but there was always this awkwardness. Like, why is this kid making so much money? And, and, you know, I just learned that other people's actions, mm -hmm. Number one, they're all dealing with what they're dealing with. Right. So I don't blame them or anything. It's all good. But other people's actions, other people's emotions, other people's words shouldn't influence your vision. Absolutely. You know, I, I knew I was wired a little bit differently. I knew I was meant to do some, some, some different things. And I was okay with that. I was okay with that. 2008, the market hits. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, the, it wasn't the market's fault. It was my fault. Um, at the time, my monthly overhead was so high because I didn't really understand money or, or none of that, that I went from real estate sales into my true dream, which is public speaking, right? R relentless. Yeah. Like I always wanted yep. to do that. Yep. And I started hosting seminars right when the market just fell out from under me. So I was kind of left broke. You were we leveraged. You were exposed. Yeah, a little too much. We yeah. lost everything. We went into not even an apartment. We went to living with my mom. We were, we were literally dead broke. I was depressed. I was down and out. Um, and now at this time, you're like, you, you've got a family. I have a family. Yeah, it's, so, not, it's not just Danny. Like, right. it's like you have like, and it's not just your brothers and your mom. You, you had your own family. own family. You had Claudia. You had, yeah. You had, so, so how that, many kids at that time did you have? Two, two kids. Two boys. Yeah, two boys. So, so what made it tougher was there was this guilt in my heart where it was like, I did good as a single guy. And then here I am now, I'm a dad and I, I can't do as good as I, I was doing. You I know? get it. I get so, it. So, um, uh, and then finally I, 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 2010, I snapped out of it. And I knew I wanted to eventually get back on stage. What was happening? I just wanted like, like, like in that 2008 era to 2010, where was your mindset at? There, there was no mindset. I was just depressed. You know, quite frankly, I was living off of like 800 bucks a month. So 1.5 million. Yeah, dude, that is, it, was, it was a massive. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys are good at drop. math, but that's like yeah. over 100,000 a month. Yeah, it was a to massive. To $800 a month. Now as a father right. and as a husband. Yeah, we were borrowing money. My 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 mom's uh, my wife's mom would would buy us groceries without me knowing it. Uh it was a tough time, but quite frankly, you Here's another lesson, guys. You can't blame anybody. You got to take personal responsibility because there's a lot of people that killed it during that time. Yep. Uh, and uh, you can never blame the, go the government. You can't blame the economy. You didn't position yourself in a way to take advantage of it. Yep. You positioned yourself in a way to get hurt by it. So, so that was my fault. The irony of that is I was 27 years old right around when the mortgage thing yeah. broke out. I was making well over a million dollars a year. But my mindset was completely fucked the other way. Like I just had this whole unworthiness factor going on, right? Uh -huh. So all the stuff that came to me, I ultimately just like flushed it back out. And I was self-sabotaging because wow. I didn't feel like I deserted. I had this huge hole. Like I tell everybody, financially sound, emotionally bankrupt. Wow. Like emotionally bankrupt. And I killed it from 2007 to 2010. And then I nearly killed myself in the process because I didn't love me. Right. I just genuinely did not love me. Yeah. No one knew it yeah. from the outside of my Christian artist, shirt, Heather, and my faux hawk and my red Ferrari. And everybody thought like I had it, right? right? And I had nothing. I had torn apart relationships. I had done everything. And then I find myself like $14 in my bank account. Yeah. You know, like 
and alone. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, and it was all, and it was literally all right here. Yeah, I, I will tell you guys something. Uh, how many men do we have in the room? Men, just raise your hands. Yeah, um, you guys, there, there's a mentor in my life named Lyndon Crow. And Lyndon Crow, I was going through my financial med- meltdown, and he said, how old are you? And I, at the time, I think I was like 29. He goes, yeah, it figures. And I go, what do you mean? He says, listen, there's something that happens to a man between the ages of 27 and 31 where you God has to like humble you. Mm. He's got to strip you down because where life used to be about you, now it's about like your kids. It's about service, it's yeah. About, yeah, it's it's about your kids, and and he's got to take that selfishness away. Mm. And honest to God, man, as painful as it was, what I went through, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here, nor would I be where I'm gonna be ten years from right. now if it wasn't for I, I that. Say, I say the same thing, and my wife and I have this conversation all the time because, like, I did a lot of damage. You know, yeah. I did a lot of damage to myself, to her, to lots of people. I mean, some of the people that sit in this room. And she's like, you know, like, do you regret it? And I'm like, fuck, it's hard to say that I do. It really is, and that's a weird thing to say because every one of those decisions led to this moment right here, right here, to be able to have this conversation and to speak that pain into these people who sometimes look at me like superhero, yeah, like and they don't know that I that I battle with insecurity, they don't know that I battle with anxiety and all that kind of stuff. We all do, exactly. But you know, you just have to continue to train your brain to like see yourself beyond where you are, yeah, right. And 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 and, and the actual happiness for me, and you'll probably uh, attest to this, is in that journey, right? Like I bet you the 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 journey to get to relentless, you know, was a motherfucker, but like I bet you it was so rewarding and so. Well, I want I want to speak to that because how many of you guys remember where I said your mission is to work on your mind? Yeah, right. So when I lost everything, you got to remember, like I had spent the better part of 10 years working on personal development. You have no idea how much I invested in books, in audio tapes, in seminars, in coaching, in classes, in surrounding myself with great people, in exposing, because because no, no one in my family or in my center of influence thought the way I knew I had to think, think to become who I wanted to become. Right. And you would have been conditioned to I, think, and then bingo. you would have been conditioned the way to think they thought, bingo. and you would have had exactly what they had. Bingo. And I didn't want that. Right. So the beautiful thing is that when, 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 when the economy crashed, like I crashed with it, mm-hmm. but deep inside was 10 years worth of lessons and learning and building. You know what I'm saying? Foundation. So then, foundation. So then I thought to myself, once I snapped out of it, I thought, you know what? I know who I really am. Right. And I know what I'm really about. I thought, and in the real estate industry, I don't know if you, anybody know any real estate agents. Go, 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 go walk in their office. Go walk. It's the most depressing <laughs> thing you can imagine. It's where deals you know, go to die. It's where no, nobody, <laughs> look, nobody shares. Nobody's happy. No, nobody, nobody encourages. The life nobody of scarcity. pushes. Everyone only wants what's in it for them. And I thought to myself, you know, I read this book called The Blue Ocean Strategy. And I thought to myself, that's what I'm going to do. I said, I remember when I was starting my little speaking company, I would go into all of these offices and it would take me a couple of minutes just to get people to smile, (laughs) right? I said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create an environment where I literally change people's lives and I'm going to do it by showing them everything that I did to go from two bedroom apartment this to $1.5 million, familiar. right? And, uh, and sure enough, we started <laughs> at zero and last year we did, uh, seven years later, $982 million in sales. Woo! And, Woo! uh, yeah. 
Yep. $982 million in sales. So, and I, I, I actually, I, I've talked about you in my morning speeches. One of the cornerstones of our culture here in, the, in these two companies is these morning meetings, right? And they started actually, we it, uh, we, yeah. they started out of necessity because we're like, we're losing money. What are we going to yeah, do? Yeah. So we just got everybody together. But now it's become like the cornerstone. And I was talking about it. I said, like, it's just the basics. It's, it's empowering basics. the people, training the mindset. Helping them to believe. Helping them to believe. Teaching them how to sell and communicate. And then building them up. That's it. And then, like, growing up the, now the next people. I mean, literally what I do for a living yeah. is I, I take people who I don't believe they can see. And what I mean by that, not physically, but really see what's possible for them. Right. And I just help them to see. You just put the lenses on. And it, these words are in, 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 when I started the company, I wrote these words. We take people who can't see and we help them to see. And once they see, then they start to believe. And when they start to believe, they start to take inspired action. Action, yeah. And that's literally what we do. And, and and Nick, I'm not even kidding. People literally come to our company, they lose 50 pounds, and they make half a million bucks a year. That's crazy. It's insane. That's it's crazy. insane. And, and, and where were they before when they walk in? Fat as fuck and broke. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and that's and that's like, I mean. Because that's how I was too. I would love you for know? all you guys to make a half a million dollars. So don't go yeah. running out the door to yeah, Danny's no, no, company, no, no, all right? No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, listen, the, the number the number's irrelevant because we got some people. I got a guy named Travis Arsenal who was literally stealing money from his kid's piggy bank. And like two years later is making a quarter million dollars a year. And, and he's and, like, life is good. And you all know? that changed with him was what? Dude, it's just, it's, it's just the way we think. It's just the way we think, and you just you we just need people around us and an environment that helps support a new way of thinking, you know? And then I'll be honest, the other thing was again, ask all your realtor friends, right? Like in our industry, if you've got a pulse, they'll take you. Mm. They'll take you. We don't do that. If you are not ready to kick ass and at least fight for your dreams, you're gone. And have you created an environment where like it, that's not tolerated, There's pressure. right? Yeah, yeah. Because I know if Nick <clears throat> comes to my office, I know that he, I can I can want to help him as much as he can. But if the person to his left and the person to his right is negative, they're going to bring him down. So we get rid of those people. Yeah. I don't even care so much about the results. The results will happen. Yeah. But if you just show up every single day and try, you're good with me. I always I give a, a speech. They probably hate this one, but I, I talk market versus mindset. Like market versus mindset. I'm like, like the same people are buying yesterday that were buying today. Sure. The reason why they may or may not. The marketing, yes, it fluctuates. It's all in your mind. It's all in your, it's all in your mind. It's what you bring into the office. It's that energy that you come with, you know? And like I have to just train myself every day. Like I'm a naturally jovial person, but like there are days where I just, I don't want to get out of bed. Everybody. I don't everybody. want to get out of bed, yeah. but I have routines and disciplines that I do that get me out of that funk, get me out of that cloud so I can come in here in integrity with purpose and deliver a message and hopefully touch one person's ears and it sure. makes a difference and that's like a ripple effect. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So, I mean, the crazy part is like, I want you guys to watch this. All right. I, and this is, this, I, I don't even know if he knows where I'm going with this, but I already know the answer that I was given. What is your goal? Like, what is your goal? What's the one thing that you're, like, you're fixated on? Yeah, so we're going to sell out the Staples Center. I knew he was going to say and, that. Like, and, he, the, you know, and it's kind of... Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, pause. Like, did he say that like it was, like, something that was, like, maybe going to happen? Or, you know, he's, like, said it with, like, absolute certainty. What are you going to do? We're going to sell out the Staples Center. <laughs> like, certainty. Yeah. Sir, I knew he was going to say that. I, because, like, he has that singular focus and everything about this man, everything he does in his day-to-day -day life is working towards... That empowering the people and having these case studies and building up businesses to a billion dollars, yeah. so that he has the credibility in his own life that's, to that's to that gravitate bingo. everybody to the Staples Center. Bingo. And 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 look when when you think about the amount, of, you know, again. So 
So now let's talk about possibilities. I posted something on Instagram just yesterday. And it said Tupac had recorded like 790 songs and been in like 10 movies and did like 800 million in record sales all by the time he was 25. Like to put things in perspective, that's a lot. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That, that's a lot, right? You know, um, and you could call him gifted. You could go, you could do whatever. The fact is, is that he did a lot. And I, I believe, you know, the fourth lesson I could teach you is perspective is everything. And what I mean by perspective is you've got to have a healthy perspective of things, right? Yep. Some of you might be fired up and you go, okay, that's it. I'm going to change my life. It ain't going to happen tomorrow. It's, it's going to take 10, 15 years. Hopefully today just helped you open up to the fact that you can do something great, you know? And now the journey be 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 has begun, right? Well, the reason why I want to sell out the Staples Center is because that is a, 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 a vision of the amount of people that I think need help today in this country. Right. And the amount of people you can impact. The amount of people that not just me, but that a lot of people that we yeah, can impact. Absolutely. You know? um, I, mean, part I, of, I always think of it as a we thing. Well, that, that's exactly it, right? So, so check this out. In many ways, Danny and I are in the same business, right? He's, he's a coach and a mentor, and not just for real estate, for business people in general. That's what I do, right? So like, where else would you have two men who are quote-unquote competitors sharing? And like, at the end of this, I'm going to invite him to let my audience know where they can find him because it's about collaboration, right? Yeah. And it's like, the more I give away, the more I get. And the more I build up this man, the more I build myself. The more sure. I build you, it's like this self-serving self-interest, and it's this constant like tug-of-war where I'm like, I don't want to have him on. He has a podcast. He can't come on my podcast. What are you talking about? Andy Dane Carter in the back of the room same thing we edify each other all the all fucking the time. time all the time and that's how this is built that's how this country was built yeah yeah you and know yeah and so and, and speaking about the country you know um and you know i've never been obviously you could tell i'm hispanic that's no, no we'll see <laughs> and I, i've never been you know i've never been a part of like any like pro hispanic group or I'm, I'm just not wired that way i i feel like the best way i could help our community is to just go out and live an example of what's possible, yeah. you know, but to I, all communities, to, to all, to all communities, you know, and, and I, but I will say that particularly like in our community, I think there's just like, if, if you look at it, I am two generations away from my grandfather first coming to this country. Wow. That's two generations. So, so think about this, think about the mental inheritance that I had to break through. My mom saw her dad come here, right? There was no big thinking. There was, we must survive. Yeah. And so I believe that, you know, for us, there, there's, there's a little deep rooted, there, there's a psychology there that like, I want to help, uh, I want to help fix, Yeah. you know, yeah. for all people, right. obviously, but, but that one kind of irks me a little. Cause yep. I think that, uh, uh, I think that a lot of people are not taking advantage of the opportunities we really have. And just country. look at the trajectory, right? Look at the tra trajectory, two generations obviously probably didn't speak English, you know, came here with very little, like it, within two generations, Danny can shatter, shatter oh, that, I, that family tree and that generational lineage. His, his kids will only know this, like, that's it. Yeah. You know, that's it. And like, you know, like I, I do, I do something and I, you guys know, I carry that rock, right. My, the rock from my grandfather. And, uh, we bought this, we bought this uh, beautiful piece of property up in Northern Idaho. And there's a, there's a huge rock there and I stand on it and I go, fuck. And I hold, <clears throat> I hold that rock in my hand and I stand on that one. I'm like, yeah, that's what it's about, man. It's about just yeah. shattering through the fucking barriers and my legacy being bigger than his and Noah Nevin's being bigger than mine and so on and so forth. Yeah. And they can say that grandpa, great granddad, pappy pap, whatever they want to fucking call me. Like he did it. 
yeah. you know, and he impact these lives. They can go back, listen to this right here. They can listen to this happening right here. This is legacy. You guys are witnessing this. They can listen to this a hundred years from now. This will live on long beyond me. And I don't know what happens when I die. I like to think I go to heaven, but shit, this is eternity. Yeah. And that's what you guys like. If you just shift your thinking and live a life on purpose, for purpose, on fire, everything changes. The and moment I, I went all in on me, everything changed. And I, and, I, and I will say to all of you specifically in this audience and, uh, and as a part of this company, don't ever limit yourself. Because here's, here's the one thing that I've learned. When you're a part of a company with great leadership, right? There, you, there is nothing stopping you. The only thing stopping you is your imagination. That's it. You, you, could, you could have just joined this company last week. And you don't know. In two years, you could be helping to open up places in Northern all, California, yeah. or all over the world. The only thing stopping you is you, you know? And I tell the leadership in our company the same thing. I go, if you, if you look at me, I'm responsible for seven offices and 400 agents, right? The only thing stopping you from duplicating that and the only thing <laughs> stopping all of us from growing in, into, into a national brand is, is you guys because I can't do it by myself. 100%. You know? And so. that's another key element is you cannot do it by yourself. Yeah. You can't do it like even this like collaboration, like you cannot do it by yourself. I cannot do this without all of you. All yeah. these eyeballs peering in and all the things that you represent, all the reasons why you show up to work. Like, I couldn't do it without you guys. Like, and, and so, like, I always wanted to create that environment, you know, where we could grow and, and have people buy homes and have people start podcasts and have people start their own businesses. Like, it, it's, been, it's been great, man. Right. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I'm, I'm so, so, so proud of you. Like, I know that sounds like kind of like tongue-in-cheek, <laughs> no, but it's like, I was like, I don't know this man, yeah. you know? Like, and I, like now, through genuine connection and vulnerability, yeah. like, yeah. we're building that relationship, Absolutely. you know? So I do have a question, though. Okay, go. Um, who's going to be on stage at uh, the Staples Center? I don't know yet, <laughs> man. Don't, you know, what's, it's, so, it's so funny. It's so interesting. What's happening is that I've got everyone hitting me up yeah. to, to, to be on stage, on stage at next that, year. Isn't you know? that funny? Yeah, yeah funny. Is. You probably had to like go and sell yourself, oh, I had to, yeah. you know, and, and, and say, hey, come, come to my event and do all this. And now because you believed in yourself first, right, right. now all of a sudden everybody's believing in yeah. you, you know? Yeah, which, which is awesome. I, but I, I will tell you this is that, you know, I take our events very, very seriously. Like I'm, I'm not, I, I'm there for one purpose. That's to change people's lives. Yeah. So as a result of that, I just got to be careful with you know, the way the message is given, who is giving the message. Uh, yeah, it's got to go. It's got to be cohesive. Yeah, 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 it's so, got to be cohesive. Yeah. So where can, you know, my audience here in the, in my, my, my employees here sitting here and the, the next 90 nation, where can they find you? Where, where can they find uh, this book? So the, yeah. So my, my book, which is, which is literally a step-by-step roadmap, you know, on your journey to success. Uh, you can go to dannymorel.com, M-O-R-E-L. And um, it's not that big of a deal. It's just a phone. It's okay. <laughs> no, but it's not. It's not that it was. It was, it was whose phone it was. It's okay. Like, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And uh, so DannyMorel.com is my website. Uh, and then literally, guys, on YouTube, uh, regardless of industry, by the way, regardless of industry, if you just want to start, honest to God, all the coaching, all the mentorship, all of that that I did for ten years, it's available for you now through my podcast and Instagram for free. So just look me up on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook at Danny Morell. Danny Morell dot com. M O R E L. So um, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna shut down the podcast and I'm gonna do open it up for some Q and A, and then I also have a unique opportunity for you guys that I'll talk about in just one second. So Danny, uh, closing thoughts, just like one one nugget. Like if 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 your mind was zip zapped right now, and and I said, hey, you got to hold on to one thought. Yeah. You got to hold on to one thought that's going to get you back to where you are now. What would it be? Here we go. Ready? 
Number one, live by faith, not fear. Number two, decide exactly what you want. Number three, make a plan. Number four, take massive inspired action. Number five, track your results. Number six, make adjustments based on those results. And number seven, don't be attached to the outcome. And that, my friends, is a mic drop. So to all the beautiful people sitting in this audience, thank you for participating in this. Danny, thank you for, for being here. Go to dannymorell.com. If you want to unlock your life, go to ownthenext90.com. Download the Gap Map. Find out where you are, where you want to go, and what's standing in the way. And until next time, everybody, own the next 90. We're out. Take care, everybody. 